Hello, this is Greg Stolze, and today we're going to play my game, Million Dollar Soulmate. Hi, my name is Karen Bovenmeyer, and I am the assistant editor of Podcast, The Sound of Horror, Horror Magazine. Glad to have you aboard. If this is your first time listening to one of the Million Dollar Soulmate podcasts, there are a number of them up there. So you'll probably be able to find them on my SoundCloud or linked through my website, gregstolsey.com. I'm going to explain how the game plays for people who have not heard it before. And, uh, you know, if you've listened to a bunch of these, tell me what you, you know, find me on Twitter and tell me what you think about how my explanations drift from session to session. So, Karen, the way the game works, you and I are going to collaboratively tell the story of a relationship. It might be a good one or it might be a bad one. We ourselves will not know until the last scene, at which point we roll dice to determine whether it is and always was healthy, wholesome, helpful, or if it is and always was degrading, degenerate, and bad. Got it? Got it. So our goal is to make every scene somehow ambiguous. Oh, do you have a, a six-sided die? That's the only thing you will require. Yep, I'm a gamer and I've got lots of dice within reach. Excellent. Yeah, my dice collection is probably best measured in quartz at this point. <laughs> So, there are three phases to Million Dollar Soulmate. The meet-cute phase, the several dates phase, and then the ending, which is called the scene at the boathouse. It doesn't have to be at a boathouse. The last couple times it's been at, like, air airports, but metaphorically, it's a boathouse. Let me explain the premise of the game. One of us is going to be making the decisions for a lonely millionaire who has spent one million dollars to have some clever person with an algorithm find their perfect match the human being out there who will complete their personality so one of us will be that and one of those us will be the person who does that but the twist is that what does it mean to have someone complete your personality well it could be that they complement all the best parts of you, that they make you more generous and more kind and more thoughtful and compassionate. Or it could be that they're the enabler who eggs you on to take everything a little bit too far and makes you a little bit more jaded and controlling. We won't know until the last scene which one it is. So this can run in tone anywhere from romantic comedy through like Korean movie revenge drama. Uh, I, I've seen it work that way. And so the first thing we need to do is figure out the tone and decide if there is any stuff that is off limits, like, uh, you know, commonplace things are, oh, Let's not have this get violent. I mean, if I want violence in my gaming, I'm spoiled for choices. So is there anything where you're like, I know that it will completely ruin my fun if X comes up? I think if we can keep it in the uh, safe for work realm, I'll be okay. Like no extreme violence or sexual violence or... I will try know. not to swear. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't see this going in a sexual violence space, if for no other reason, because, well, there goes your ambiguity. And also, gross. So it's both a bad idea, selfishly and nobly. Other than that, what sort of tone are you aiming for? I'm going to suggest an exclusion of trope, of the manic pixie dream girl. I don't think we really need to, to explore that right now. Not in the mood. Okay. I really, really like science fiction and fantasy. Um, oh, really? And then, of course, I am the assistant editor of a horror magazine. So, okay. Uh, anything really strange and really weird, I'm going to like even better. See, that's something that I've tried to actively avoid with this. Um, <laughs> I have said this isn't a game about vampires or space aliens, which I've written. Uh I really kind of did want to focus this more on realism or at least uh, a reality TV level of realism. I will do my best. <laughs> okay. And I, and I'll do my best not to drop a thick carpet of F-bombs. So <laughs> I'm a pretty All atypical right. human. So uh, we'll see <laughs> how well I can try and play your standard human being. Well, what... If we've learned anything at all from 2020, it's that notions of normalcy are completely artificial and go up like dry cobwebs when you hold a match to them. So, all right. Uh, I think we've got, you know, I, I can see the tone towards which we might be moving. So next, what we've got is, do you want to be the millionaire or the soulmate? Hmm. Can we roll some dice? Uh, usually it's, it's, uh, selected. Hey, do I want to be the millionaire or the soulmate? Huh? God. We okay. could flip a coin. Hmm. Which one have you gotten to play the least? Oh, let me think. I've been both pretty frequently, so I have no strong preference one way or the other. If I choose the millionaire, could I be really eccentric and strange? That's perfectly fair. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> All right, so Karen Bovenmeyer, millionaire. That's right. All right. So the next phase is each character has a questionnaire of six uh, meaningful, deep, probing queries. Uh, and we are going to take turns answering some for our character, some for the other character. You will, as the millionaire, you will have a soft veto over anything I say about the millionaire. So if I say, uh, oh, the millionaire's erotic identity is just super duper gay. And you're like, oh, can we shift that a little more towards buy and keep the options open? That's the sort of thing. Uh, or... There, there are some questions on there where you could wind up with really, really dark answers. Mm. Question number five for the millionaire is, what's the worst thing that ever happened to you? And as you can see, if you give a really dark answer to that, it pulls the whole game into its orbit. If you give a not so bad answer to that, it tends to make the game a little lighter and frothier. So something to think about going in. The six questions for each, the six questions for the millionaire. First one is, you've spent a million dollars to get 
the name and a little bit of contact information for the person who is your soulmate. But you did not choose to get a dossier prepared on everything they've liked on Facebook, and you didn't have private investigators go through their trash and break into their house to read the jur their journal. You could have cheated. You could have come into this knowing almost everything about them, but instead you opted to come in knowing almost nothing. Why is that? So that's question one. You don't have to answer any of these yet. Yeah. Question two for the millionaire, best thing you've ever done that did not involve money. Question three, what is a secret you never told anyone? Question four, what is your erotic identity, which could be as simple as, uh, you know, oh, I'm just your basic vanilla, cis, unconsidered heterosexual, or it could be extremely specific where it's like, okay, here's exactly the fetish that I am deeply engrossed with. Number five, what's the worst thing that ever happened to you? And number six for the millionaire is, what is the big trouble that you escaped with money and privilege? So think about those. If you've got the, the PDF open, they're on page seven. And okay, the soulmate questions are eight. So the six soulmate questions, number one, what about you will astonish the millionaire? And this is another one that can be very tonally effective where, you know, if what's astonishing about me is I used to be a magician's, a stage magician's assistant, and I can do all this great leisure domain. That's, that sets a tone one direction. If, you know, what about you will astonish the millionaire is just how much I can drink and how little I'm affected by crystal meth. That puts a different complexion on things. Mm. So number two, what do you know for sure about love and romance? Absolutely certain. Number three, what's your place in society? Which, again, this could be, you know, I'm a housewife or I define myself through my, uh, my religion or, you know, I'm a lawyer. So it could be a job. It could be something else. I'm a health fanatic. Uh, four. Erotic identity, same as the millionaire. It's the only question they have in common. Five is what circumstances bring out the worst in you? And, you know, implicit in that is some discussion of what that worst is. And number six, who is your enemy and why? All right? Okay. So, as the soulmate, the presumption is that the millionaire has a little bit more power on, uh, you know, by virtue of being able to buy everything. So the soulmate gets to answer one question off of either sheet first. So let's see. I am going to go for, let's start with, hmm, this is actually kind of tricky. Mm-hmm. What about the soulmate will astonish the millionaire? Uh, magnificent parkour and gymnastic skills. <laughs> All right. I'm writing this down. I am too. 
The first time I did one of these, I typed out all the responses and then I went back and edited the sound and you could hear the clattering keyboard every oh. like, it was <laughs> awful. All right, so that's me. Now, mm -hmm. each of us answers a question about our own character. We go back and forth. So you answer a millionaire question, I answer a soulmate question, you answer a millionaire question, I answer a soulmate question. Any of the millionaire questions you want. Okay, I think I'm gonna go for number one. Why didn't you take the cheat code option mm -hmm. um, and fully research the person? And I'm gonna say that's because the millionaire made all of her money in video game industry and she likes her games to have an element of chance because all of the game design that she's done and um, the, the genius game that she's been behind that has made all of her money and just uh, blown up huge and has gone viral and like everybody and their cat is playing this game and they love this game. She's kind of lost some of her joy of gaming because uh -huh. uh, she's been everywhere, done everything, knows everything, understands all the stuff behind it all. And uh is missing Gamester. like a sense of yeah she's like game exhaustion she's missing um <laughs> games are fun until you have to do them for money yeah and she's <laughs> she's just she's just like you know maybe i want to just make toast but her whole life is surrounded around uh her definition of herself as a gamer and loving games and now she's sort of overdosed on the thing okay. that she loves and she's like no i want some mystery I want some excitement. I want to find out if the, you know, what this person is all about on my own, you know, and, and match my wits and I, and uh, to the machine and see if the machine actually did pick right for me. Okay. Let's see. So another soulmate question for me, uh, place in society. Uh, no, I don't, I'm not sure I want to do that. Uh, who is your enemy and why? So my enemy is named Brenda Milborough. Brenda. And Brenda's husband, Philip, was accused of not like illegal sexual impropriety, but just, you know, creepy stuff. And the soulmate did not immediately believe his denials. And Philip kind of... It's still uncertain. You know, it's still one of those he said, she said things. There's still everyone in the social circles are, you know, kind of picking sides while trying to not pick sides. And Philip just accepts that, okay, yeah, you know, you can't know what happens, but happened. But Brenda is like, no, you should have believed in him. Hmm. Brenda betrayal, according to Brenda. Yep. Okay. Uh, give me another millionaire answer. Okay, what is the worst thing that ever happened to her? Bum, bum, um, bum. Yeah, I would say that she was bullied in school really badly. And that was one of the things that really drove her to video games and uh, investing in video games because she could... <laughs> bullied you know, she... in school, she opted yeah. to become a professional in video games where women are never treated badly. Well, and see, that was the thing, though. The reason that's one of the reasons why she's been so successful. She knows how to handle being bullied because she survived it as a kid. 
And so in the industry, like she just has been really able to handle all of that uh, malarkey, but it left its scars on her. She has some real issues with trusting people. And then when she does actually trust a person, believing that they are, you know, really going to stick around and be her friend because she's had fake friends too, who like left or ran off or whatever, or, you know, didn't stand by her side when she went through everything that she's gone through. So always a danger when you're rich. Yeah, she's guarded. All right, fair. Uh, let's see. What is the soulmate's place in society? Uh, I'm gonna go with gymnastics instructor. This is slightly based on someone I know, actually. <laughs> He has unbelievable calves. They look like cantaloupes stuck to his legs. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. He can do wall runs and, you know, standing backflips. Wow. Astonishing stuff. All right, give me a millionaire answer. Hmm. Oh, wait, you did two, didn't you? Mm -hmm. And I've done two. So now we're back to, oh, no. Now you answer to about the soulmate and I answer to about the millionaire. Hey, what does soulmate know for absolute certain about love and romance? Hit me. I think, okay, so he's a gymnast and he is believing his own instincts with this enemy situation. I think that he really believes in following his own instincts strongly. Um, and as a, as a gymnast, He's got a really good sense of where he begins and where he ends. Like good control over his body, good control over his mind and his emotions, and just like really able to trust himself. But he trusts himself completely that when he meets like the one, he'll, he will know. And he never has. But he's spent all this time sort of like, he's, he's uh, hasn't had a lot of relationships. He's been looking around for like just the right person. You know, and when he got the letter saying, hey, you've been selected or whatever for this, he's thinking to himself, what does a computer know that I don't, you know, like whatever okay. computer, you don't, right. you don't even know. You and don't know for, me. You don't know me. He knows for certain that he's going to know uh, when he meets the one. Okay. Um, so now I get a millionaire question. Uh, what's the big trouble you escaped with money and privilege? I'm gonna say, and again, remember you got the soft veto, but, uh, divorce from a gold digger and not just mm. like, yeah, to the point that he had lied about his name oh. and concealed his past. Trust issues. Yeah, definitely. That would feed right into her trust problems. And just being like, you know what? Screw it. I can't trust human beings. Maybe this computer can find my love for me because clearly human beings suck. I can see that. That divorce would feed right into that. How long ago was the divorce? Yeah, probably like four or five years. Okay. Is there some good time to sort of heal and if she's been working on it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. His, his real name. What's a terrible real name? Clyde. <laughs> what's a bad sounding last name? Hick and Looper. Hick and Looper is good. God, she's really glad she didn't take Hick and Looper on as a name when she got well, married. Well, she, she didn't know him as Clyde Hick and Looper. She knew him as Piers Ramsey. Oh, yeah. Piers Ramsey. Did she take his name? Is her name Miss Ramsey or did she keep Up her own? Up to you. 
I think she's pretty independent. I think she would have kept her own name, but maybe they they fought about that a lot. (laughs) You won't even take my name, woman. Yeah. I don't think that's even your real accent. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) All right. uh, Maybe he started as like her garden boy or something. I don't know. I see him cruising in you know, in a borrowed car with an Instagram full of posed shots mm. and like green screened experiences, just, you know, really the whole fraudulent, uh, like who was the grifter who got everyone to invest in her uh, blood sampling technology? Ooh, I don't know. Oh yeah, there was some woman who basically figured out how to play gullible old white guys and got millions and millions and millions invested in this technology that turned out to basically be an empty tissue paper box. Wow. It's amazing. It's amazing what you can do if you're just confident. Yeah, and maybe like all of her friends were like, we don't know about this guy and we are not finding anything out about this guy and you need to just watch out. And she was like, no, it's love. It's so shiny and sparkly. And now she's like, I don't trust myself at all. Computer. Well, and see, yeah, this place, <laughs> this place great for, uh, you know, number two, where she's like, I don't, I don't believe in trust. And he's like, I believe totally in trust. Yeah. All it's right. So let's see. There. So you've got another soulmate question, right? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> We're down <laughs> to four or five. So what is his erotic identity? Like I said, he has he has controlled himself throughout his life because he just knows for sure the right thing when he sees it. And so he has not been sexually active before. Um, wow. He is, the people have called him an ace, but he's not really an ace. He's just like extremely romantic, which is odd for a guy because, you know, usually guys have that whole like, I'm going to try and fulfill what society wants me to do thing about, uh, you know, they have like a complex about like, how many girls have you dated and how many whatever. Mm-hmm. Like he, He's been like, nope, I don't care what you think about me. I'm going to decide whether or not I'm. So he's dated. He's had girlfriends. Right. He hasn't been. He hasn't been Just... like super sexual man. <laughs> and so uh, still a virgin at like, what, 28? Yeah, sure. He could be. 23 yeah maybe maybe you know he's a gymnast he's got to be young enough to still be doing gymnasty stuff well he's a gym he's a gymnastics instructor he's not necessarily competing yeah he could be he could be in his 20s and he's just you know still kind of innocent about love but he's had i think he's had like a couple of relationships he could be bisexual um and then whether or not he's acted on either of those other other whatever side of that has been because he thought something might be there between him and the other person but he's never like fully been head over heels in love like for sure with somebody and like ready to you know put lives together in in that kind of way okay all right so i'll return the favor with number four and say uh, the the answer I've given to this in some of the other games is you know what is your sexual what is your erotic identity corny where it's like yeah I believe in the whole one man one woman one lifetime thing I'm you know I just I I want to be with one person who fulfills me entirely which I think 
makes a little sense for someone willing to spend a million bucks to you know for a lead on one relationship so uh, i'm gonna say deeply monogamous yeah well and if she's got trust issues and she's asked a computer find me the one right yeah she's not like looking to shop around the buffet like she's like no like i'm ready for finding a specific human being with whom to try and be a normal human being with <laughs> not and that I'm i know gonna what that say, is <laughs> i'm gonna suggest that she has tried this whole casual oh let's just you know let's not have a bunch of labels and let's, you know, just be friends with benefits and let's see other people. But and she's like, okay, yeah, I tried that and I see people making it work, but I can't. And I need someone who's mine. Yeah. And I need to be someone's. Okay. Uh, so let's see. That was two millionaire questions from me two soulmate questions from me. So now I answer one millionaire question. Or are we, are we caught up? No. Okay. Yeah. We're doing all right. Yeah. We need to know what brings out the worst in the soulmate. Yes. And we need to know a secret you never told anyone and the best thing you've ever done that didn't involve money. Hmm. Best thing you've ever done that didn't involve money was, boy, I'm just floundering here. Maybe I'll shift to secret you never told anyone. Oh, what I first thought with that was that you stole the code for your first game. Or if you didn't steal it, you bought it for pennies on the dollar. Mm. So that there was there was skullduggery involved in the code of the first game. Ooh, a deeply, deeply ethically flawed that maybe she feels guilty about every day having not given a ki proper kickback to whoever it is that she you know was inspired quote unquote inspired to create her millions winning game from or hey, somebody it, in life who was like hey don't it could don't also be one of those things where you know the guy got his six hundred dollars and is perfectly content with that having no idea what it turned into mm, could be there was oh there was some science fiction story I read where this guy had gone to immense lengths to construct this elaborate revenge against a guy who'd stolen some technical idea from him. And when he confronts him at the end, the guy's like, you never would have done anything with this. You were a great engineer, but you were a terrible businessman. Uh -huh. I stole it from you. So no one else would, someone was going to, you have no instincts. Mm. Yeah. How did that and, play off for the audience there? What did he what did he do with that? Uh he chose not to kill the guy and just sort of wandered off going, man, life's more complicated than I thought. Huh. All right. So so it could be a thing where you're like, I'm completely justified. I gave him exactly what I said I would. And you know, if he didn't know that he was holding a diamond in his hand, he shouldn't have sold it for uh, you know, a handful of beans. Yeah, or even more complex if it was another young female game designer that she took the idea from. And then she's got that other layer of, I should have been lifting this other woman up with me. <laughs> Instead of sawing out her ladder rungs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it looks like, let's see, I answered your question three. Uh, your question four and your question six. And then I answered my question one 
three, and six. So I've answered six, uh, and you've answered one, two, three, four. Yeah, you're missing one. So uh, what circumstances bring out the worst in yeah, our- Yeah, you're answering the last two questions, that's all. Gymnastics instructor. He hates it when somebody else like takes control over his life. You know, like he has lived his own life in his own way by his own definition. And he's made his own decisions. He's decided he's going to be a gymnastics instructor, even though other people in his life were like, <laughs> what? You know, what you, like. But what are you going to do for money? What are you going to do right? when you grow up? Right, exactly. But, you know, he, he is his own man and he does not like it. Uh, what brings out the worst in him is when his circumstances are beyond his control. He would rather live in the back of his car and have somebody tell him that he's going to go have to go live with his parents in their basement or whatever, you know, like he would rather eat dirt <laughs> than be told what he's going to be having for dinner. Like he's a very okay. independent guy and, you know, money clearly in gymnastics instructor isn't the end all and be all for him. So it for him, not. like what's going on in this game is he's like, oh, you have money, whatever. But the question mm -hmm. would be, why is he going through with this? That is a good question, which we will we'll, we'll address presently. Um, okay, so the last question, which, which again is yours, what is the best thing you've ever done that didn't involve money? Best thing he's ever done that didn't involve money. Oh my gosh. Okay, so like I said, she was super bullied in school. She went to like a really small school and mm -hmm. uh she'd had she had sort of fake friends that ended up not really being friends which has left her with these scars for her whole life but the best thing that she'd she'd ever done was she was invited to an overnight girls party and it was a slumber party and she went to it and there were tons of of other girls there so she was really nervous right uh -huh. um but they like Stayed up late giggling and playing together and she'd she'd been an only child so she hadn't really this was a completely new situation for her and she had a fabulous time but like <laughs> it was only the once you know it was oh. only the one time when she ever she felt fully accepted and welcomed by these girls and you know like maybe her family moved away or something uh -huh. like this um she'd always well. been a very independent she's a very uh how old was she? She was like 13. Like it was right at the time when your brain is forming and your ideas of yourself and your relationships with people are forming. And it was right in that like preteen time. And she's a natural engineer, right? She's a natural engineer and she uh, likes problems and constructing things and so on. And so she's never really been early or feminine and all of the, you know, like sort of the girl stuff. She's kind of just mm -hmm. never been part of that. But this one number party, like there was some, like some There's friend magic or something. in the air. Yeah. And she went and she had a wonderful time with these girls, but then never talked to any of them again. <laughs> and I always wondered it what it was before yeah. the internet. Yeah. It was before the, before the internet. And then they, you know, she, her family moved away somewhere. Her parents were always like, Super more maybe she's from kind of a rich background too so like oh, the presumption of the game is that hold on let me find you the the box text i absolutely need to know where my money came from yeah the millionaire player does not get to declare the source of their immense wealth 
It doesn't really matter unless, of course, one player or the other decides it's important or interesting. If you need to know the history of your wealth, just roll two dice. The results are listed below. Sure. Right. Here we go. Six and a one. Seven. Your family has been wealthy for generations. Even your great-great-grandparents were immensely rich. All your relatives grew up. Yeah. So I think, you know, she was rich and that would explain why she wasn't like invited to parties it's like her family was nobody wanted like they didn't know the only people they knew were other like super rich people or their or their employees yeah and that's not like her parents were gonna let her go play with you know some joker and so there was just one time that she was allowed to go to this party and you know absolutely enjoyed it and i'm gonna say i'm gonna take the executive thing is that her parents are rich or her family is rich because they are like inventors and engineers and entrepreneurs and like your family value your worth in the family and your value in the family is like what you've invented or made or done you know and it's like they don't have a real strong focus on like who has the best barbie house or the coolest pony or whatever Mm -hmm. you know like she had what she wanted as a kid like 10 billion legos but they weren't but they weren't materialistic they weren't always seeking the status symbol Right. You know, it was like, well, what have you invented this week? Did you get an A in your math? Uh-huh. That's really what's important here. And then she right. was like, well, no, I want to play games and I want to have a nice time. And I want to, you know, like, to, they're like, well, that's stupid. What can you do with games? And she's like, well, I'm going to be an, a computer engineer then. And I'm going to be amazing. I'll show you, know? you all. Yeah. Well, and maybe like this party that she went to, maybe that's where she got the idea for the cool game from some of the other little girls. It was the I, first time she'd ever played Super Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah, because it's frivolous, you know. It's like, wow, All right. this is amazing. All right, think yeah. about a name. I'm going with Saul Crandall for our gymnastics instructor. And think about how she, for lack of a better word, entices him onto the first date. We've had a variety of approaches. It could just be that she's, you, you, you alluded to a letter. So did she just send him a letter saying, hi? A computer told me that I should fall in love with you. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, think about, I'm make... That sounds very healthy. <laughs> All right. Okay. So the name of the character. I've got this figured out. I think that her name should be something kind of ostentatious because her family is, you know, got the, got the, got the bucks. Uh-huh. Um, so her name is Miranda Crane of the, you know, Crane family famous for their uh, construction industry, but then also they've got their fingers into all kinds of different places. And again, the whole the family thing is construction and uh, the whole family thing is engineers and engineering. There's a common misapprehension that cranes are named after the birds. In fact, <laughs> in fact they're, they're named, named after, after us. us. Right. Miranda right. Crane, but she doesn't like that name. Um, she doesn't like the ostentatiousness of it. Um, so her nickname she goes by is Miri, M-I-R-I, Miri. And that's also uh, what she was known on the video game forums as. Um, okay. She's got like a, her a few friendos that she does have know to call her Miri instead of Miranda. All right. So how does Miri approach... Saul, whom she has the address, you know, his name, the address of his gym that he works at, and the knowledge that his relationship status has been listed as 
it's complicated for the last three years. Okay. Now, knowing what we know about Saul, he's such an independent guy and he's got his own, you know, he follows his own compass in life. Um, So something that would work between the two of them, he's given up. He's like, uh, you know, I just, I can't trust myself. Therefore, I'm going to work with a team of programmers to design ultimate in dating software, which I think is going to be my next product line. So my, my game has made this huge success and I've earned a bunch of money and therefore also my parents respect. My next big thing is going to go into the, into the dating industry because who doesn't want to find love? Might as well test it out on myself first. Um, <laughs> it's a certain bad scientist aspect to it. It's a little. He's got that going on a little bit. So she's like, okay, we'll run the numbers and now it's come up with this guy. And she's like, hmm, I don't know anything about him, but what would what would interest me in this case? And because she's an engineer and she, you know, it's like it would be if somebody approached me and said, I'm I'm coming up with this game and I was I'm wondering if you would play it with me. The what the game and what the algorithm does is it says that we are a good match for each other. And I know that uh, you didn't sign up for this and nobody nobody's signed up for this, and it's certainly something that you can opt out of. But the game has said you and I might have a compatibility. And if that isn't in, in you know, love and romance, it could be at least in friendship. Um, one way or another, I'm wondering if you would be um, and figure that, figure out if this so algorithm was has this worked. delivered via a letter. Because I'm like, if that showed up in my email, it'd be like, delete. Right. No, it's going to have to be like an actual physical letter. It would have to be an actual physical letter that arrived at his house, but didn't look like it was something that came from like somebody trying to get him to change his car loan to something, you know, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't she, look like, like spam. Yeah. So she like hand wrote it. Okay. Um, and it includes a couple snapshots of her, but not the ones that are like on the company website, um, and, you know, which there's very few of, by the way. She uh-huh. doesn't like to be photographed. She doesn't sure. like to be... You know, so there's not much about her out there. There's she's given like one TED talk on women in the gay, video game industry, which she felt was super ironic because of the theft that she still feels guilty for. But like, so there's there's not much out there. But there is that TED TED talk video, so he can. Could I maybe her. give a talk about something other than women on the video in the video game industry? But you're yeah, a woman was, in the video game industry. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Like, can no you one, talk no about? one else cares about anything else. You would have to talk. Okay. <laughs> all right, fine. <laughs> Maybe it was her marketing people that like made her do it. And she was like, I really don't want, and they were like, we need this for the next product line that's coming out. And it's going to be right at the right time. And we need you to do this, hon. Come on. You've got to do this for the company. Take one for the team. He was like, all right, fine. Anyway. So she's handwritten this letter to him using her best handwriting, which isn't very good. Um, (laughs) And has said, these are the algorithms. So she's included like complicated language in a like it out spreadsheet on graph paper situation um and she's written just this kind of like really charming little letter that is so honest and so like sort of real and she's such a nerd and like her nerdness sort of comes through and her sort of lack of social ability is kind of coming through and it's actually a little bit endearing i would say have somebody so like vulnerably exposing their self and the picture she's included (laughs) is of her when she was like 12 years old um, in a gymnastics leotard having just completed 
like some little thing that her parents made her sign up for in order to get some exercise outside the home because up until then she'd really only done fencing which is another <laughs> one of the family family sports there and she looks so incredibly uncomfortable and kind of out of place dorky and it's one of those pictures that you really like as a teenage girl, you would rather burn than have uh -huh. any other human being on Earth see it. All right. She's included it and said, you know, and, and said this and was is, the thing. Was I there like at. a, you know, I will be at such and such coffee shop at this time. And if you show up, great. And if not, nothing. Like, hmm. Or would that be, or, or that be too much, you know, boy, if you sank a million bucks into something, you don't want to sink that. All, you don't want to have that all relying on one letter. And you know, close the door if they don't show up for it. But yeah, no, she would want to reach out to the. I mean, if this guy has come up in the algorithm as being the guy, right? The math yeah. is ironclad, Skull. The math is ironclad. Hey, hey you know, she's not going to be like, all right, I'm going to just write him this letter showing him my vulnerability and, you know, be a giant work face, you know, and have this picture of me out there. Well, like, and it's like a Polaroid too. It's like, yeah. you know. Not what something. I'm going to suggest is that, you know, that she has the, you know, I'll be at this coffee place and, you know, at this time. And when he shows up, he's like, I think I got a letter you meant to send to someone else. <laughs> I don't think I'm the Saul Crandall you think I am. I'm, you know, I'm the gymnastics thing. Yeah. I, I don't know how many other Saul Crandall's are, are teaching gymnastics, but um, I don't think we've met Ms. Crane. I, I, uh, I think you got the wrong address from somewhere. He's, he's probably stunning. I mean, if you like your dudes, probably he's probably not tall because uh, you know, I've never known a tall gymnast but the muscles and if you like your guys with, you know, those really developed forearm veins mm -hmm. and, you know, just this visibly powerful physique moves like a panther, the whole Gene Kelly stride kind of thing. She, on the other hand, um, is, I'm, I'm picturing her as like, if she was a guy, she'd be like sunken chest, right? Uh -huh. Like other kids are kicking sand in his face. Um, as a female, right? She is just rail thin, pale as a ghost. Whatever her uh, cultural background is, uh, her skin has not hardly ever touched the sun. But like, <laughs> and she's not, she's rich though. So she knows how to dress up and, and be, you know, in fancy clothes and stuff, but doesn't really have an interest in that. Although she uh -huh. would have dressed up nice for this occasion. She also but probably like it. clothes that were cool four or five years ago when she had the last big release and someone from her office made her go buy new clothes. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's, which is not know, anything Saul would pick up on. What she programs in is like a baby Yoda t-shirt and a pair of slippers <laughs> and like a millennium Falcon sweatshirt. <laughs> not all that right. I'm describing my current outfit at all. So how does she respond to this, uh, you know, to this Adonis showing up and saying, you've got the wrong Adonis? Yeah, well, she kind of stares at him, and total, complete, uh, and totally being dumbstruck. Like, <laughs> wow. Um, then again, you know, she doesn't trust herself. She's cautious and she doesn't trust things. But the computer said, you know, the uh -huh. math is solid here. And she's going to 
buck up against that. And she's going to say, well, I know this is really strange and completely unusual. And you're well within your rights to think that this is the weirdest thing that's ever happened to you. Maybe it is. But I live my life with computers all day, every day, and trusting computers and trusting what they can do and what I can get them to do. And I live in a life of dreams and interesting people and keeping people active and engaged and involved and excited. And computer told me we might be able to have some fun together. We might be able to have something, you know, and if it's not interesting to you, I completely understand, but I'd really like to have a chance to see if the computer knows what it's talking about, especially before I do a, a bigger release to the world. So um, wait, I'm like people. an experiment? Well, I would like someone to help me prove whether the computer's wrong or not. And if, you know, you already think the computer's wrong, then it would be right to continue to try and see. Maybe best two out of three type of situation. Mm. If you'd be game, I'd be game. Well, he would probably, you know, he like tilts his head and he turns and then he comes and he looks back and he tilts his head a little farther and then he comes and sits down and starts asking you about the parameters and you know, trying to figure out why you believe this could possibly work. And so I'm going to suggest that the two of them chat for, you know, have a weirdly open conversation for like an hour or two uh, and, you know, several big coffee drinks. And then at the end of it, he's like, okay, yeah, sure. Let's okay. go on a date. <laughs> he's probably going to stutter a little bit because he's like, <laughs> like kind of stunning to her at the same time she's trying to like wrap her head around what if the computer is really worked what if this actually worked i don't know if i really believed that it would work you know and she'll just be a little bit sort of stuttery tripping over her own self and in, in in a kind of an endearing sort of way well he's um, going to suggest that you know he's got a sort of parkour happening coming up and if she'd like to attend he's going to be doing some free running and basic it's somewhere between free running and hip-hop dance at a park downtown okay she will probably so. ask him all about that and a bunch of sort of engineering style questions that maybe like ordinary people wouldn't have asked him because nobody really cares a, 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 you know as much as he does about what parkour is except for his parkour uh -huh. buddies Okay. So just the fact that she's intelligent and intellectual and uh, of a person. Okay. You know, it, it can be flattering to be asked about your favorite sport in an intelligent oh, way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone loves the intelligent question or comment. So moving on to several dates, the way we work with the dates is each of us rolls a die. Mm -hmm. And the die tells us which question of ours is in play. In my case, it's five. What okay. circumstances bring out the worst in Saul? Oh, snap. Well, and that's, you, you know, the whole thing. Somebody telling him who he's supposed to be, and that's what this whole game is doing. All right, what'd you roll? Okay, shaking my dice here. Got a two. Okay. The best Ooh. thing you've done that didn't involve money. Oh, her little slumber party. Oh. Okay. So, all right. The idea is that one of these is the problem and one of these is the solution. And it seems pretty straightforward that the problem is that he's worried that he has become ensnared in some 
weird manipulative thing that he doesn't understand because this seems a little too good to be true. Yeah. And the solution is that she just goes to this thing and has so much fun. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, wow, these people aren't judging me or expecting anything from me. You know, mm. you've got the people who are doing these crazy stunts and tricks. And then you have the other people who are like their friends who've showed up to dance, grill bratwursts, play music, you know, heckle their tricks, applaud when they stick something really great, laugh when they wipe out and provide first aid. And probably none of them have ever touched a video game in their lives because they're super sporty outdoorsy types. And so they're ah. not anyone like the people that she usually hangs out with. <laughs> and so she's ah, just like, there's, there's plenty, there's plenty of crossover between jocks and video games. I mean, it's, it's, I think that's no longer the canard it used to be. So if there, there's true. probably some people there who would know her work, yeah, you maybe know, have heard of her. You might actually see someone in a t-shirt from one of your games, like Ooh, the one cool. that no one else liked, the one that was <laughs> the biggest, you know, barely broke even. You you had to pump all this marketing juice into it to make it popular enough for two months to break even. Oh, yeah. And she will like completely dorkily try and strike up a conversation with that person about like, oh, so, you know, such and such and so did, did you like that game, do you? And, you know, and then just like kind of screw up for a little bit in the beginning of the conversation and then like super get into the conversation with the person and be like, yes, that's why I invented that part because I you thought that was it. awesome too. You, that's right. You know, and then suddenly she's like part of everybody laughing and joking and eating a bratwurst and like having uh -huh. this ordinary normal human being experience that like she's had to sit on the sidelines of her whole life. Okay. Yeah, she's like, this is great. <laughs> And so, yeah, when uh, when Saul shows up and is like, did you see my stunt? Uh, She's like, what stunt? Yeah, it was that one where you went over backwards. No, oh. the, the stairs. And he points to like these stairs. He's like, I jumped the rails on those stairs. And you're like, you jumped over the rails? No, I jumped onto the rails. Oh. And you're like um, looking and thinking, I don't think people yeah. could do that. <laughs> and she's like, uh... You're awesome. <laughs> Your friends are really fun. This is cool. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh, I see you've met. Yeah. Oh, we could throw in the curve and it could be, oh, I see you've met Philip. Oh, crap. Do yeah, we want to go there? there? Uh, let's see if that comes up as, wait, what was his thing that's getting in his way? Uh, oh, yeah. It doesn't like being controlled. Oh, yeah. So that's. This is probably what set him up off with Brenda is that Brenda's like, no, you must back your friend. And he's like, no, I'm not sure about him. Mm -hmm. so, well, it could be that like some friend of his asks, you know, how the heck do you know this person? She made this game that's on my T-shirt. I freaking love this game. You rock. She rocks. Why is she here? How do you know her? And then he's like, doesn't want to say. Well, it's because her algorithm has selected me as a potential mate because he's like, doesn't want to feel controlled, you know? Yeah, yeah it's, it sounds weird when you say it out loud like that. <laughs> he pushes her glasses up and is just about to launch into some big long explanation, but he like cuts her off oh. because he doesn't want her to set, he doesn't want anyone to know. And then she's like, why are you cutting me off? Like, maybe he's kind of a jerk and maybe he's, maybe you know. Maybe he's ashamed of me. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and then she's a little bit not sure about that. 
And she doesn't understand. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm trying to think what the lie he tells people is. How they met? <laughs> yeah, the first thing he thinks of. It, oh, here we go. I think I have it. Tell me what you think of this. He just blurts out, "We met on Tinder." Oh. Oh and, yeah. You know, she she's like, like blinks hard, and everyone's like, "You're on Tinder." Like. Can't say no because he said it. He, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, boy, and it's a sewer on there." I, I, you know, I see what everyone was complaining about, but you know, she just she really... doesn't think that fast. She doesn't. She does not think that fast, and she's very honest and very literal, right? Uh-huh. She actually just kind of like looks in silent astonishment for a moment while she's trying to sort of like get her feet underneath her there and figure out he might actually be the one who redirects conversation so the question doesn't get answered yeah well yeah he says he says it's tinder and then just sort of redirects it and gets uh someone telling their terrible tinder war stories and then you know pulls her aside like okay so yeah i told people we were on tinder if you uh heard that and i think that might just be a little easier to grasp than anything else Huh. Yeah, she's she wants she wants some time to think about that. She'll just kind of be like, "Well, okay, but I want to talk about this more later." All right. Oh, um, but hey, we gotta go watch uh, Jenna try and gnarl her way down. You, you know that rock slope? Mm. Yeah, she's gonna try and go down that, but like not without like breaking climbing. her ankle. Yeah, she's gonna run down it. It doesn't even seem possible. It doesn't, does it? Right. Well, I will try to believe you. So, yeah, you you go watch Jenna do this amazing thing. Everybody kind of forgets that the two of them met on Tinder. Yeah, and all yeah. they're doing is talking about how awesome, like, her games are and stuff, if, if they've ever played them. And the people yeah. who aren't are just like, yeah, she seems cool because she's having a good time. But she's a little bit guarded now. She's like, hmm. Yeah, Philip probably comes back to talk to her, and he's like, well, it's really nice to see Saul Saul with someone. He's really been kind of... uh, A lot of people find him standoffish. He thinks about that. That's definitely not a good sign for her, because she's like, "Uh uh-oh, you know, with all this other background. But then again, at the same time, she's been called standoffish a number Uh of times, and she actually is truly standoffish. (laughs) (laughs) She was... You want standoffish, buddy. I'll show you standoffish. Yeah. Well, and she doesn't trust people very easily, and she doesn't uh-huh. know all these people. So she might be like taking taking anything anyone says to her with a grain of salt right now, including okay. everybody, and just be like, hmm. Okay. But she wants time you know, to think about it. She's an engineer. She's got to go home and put all this and into a spreadsheet. Probably an introvert. So she's like, okay, this was fun. Bye. Nice to meet you. Bye. All right. Uh, <laughs> we have consumed okay. mass quantities. <laughs> All right, so in what way could that interaction have been really positive? You know, in retrospect, when we find out if this is a healthy or sick, in what way could it be one and in what way could it be the other? Well, if this is, if they're both legit and on the level, which we've kind of been playing them as, right, and discussing mm-hmm. them as. It's good to have a couple of little problems in the beginning of a relationship, right? Because it teaches you guys how to negotiate with each other on an equal level. 
which is something I would assume that millionaires would have a huge problem finding is somebody that would be willing to negotiate with them in the relationship kind of on an equal level and be like, hey, you know, you said this thing and I didn't really like it. Um, let's talk about that. You know, like those those times when things are a little bit not right, actually, I right. think are, are probably okay. Now, if we're going to play at dark side, right? like, <laughs> how is this a dark side thing? Or, or even just a like, this didn't work out thing. Uh-huh. It'd be, uh, what's his name? Saul? Saul is looking at her. He's thinking, this nerd does really not fit into my community and my and my life and my stuff. And we really don't have any of the same hobbies and stuff. And she sounded a little offended when I said Tinder. And yeah, I really, you know, I don't know if I'm getting the feeling. Or um, he could be like, he lied to me on our first real day together and I don't know if I can trust him as a person. Okay, so the way that this could be, because it's, you know, the idea is that he is either bringing out what's best in her or bringing out what's worst. And if it's what's best, then it's because, yeah, all right, they're two, you know, odd size, it's an odd sized pot who's found an odd sized lid. Uh, yeah. But if he's, you know, her worst, it sounds like, is this tendency to self-isolate and uh, self-reject, right? And and say, I'm not even going to try to get in with, uh, you know, these people uh, because clearly they will reject me and eventually. Yeah, he could but, be, he could flare up her mistrust of people. He could be flaring up her feeling of not belonging. Okay. He could flare up her, like, low self-worth type stuff all right things could all be happening she could be flaring up his need to be independent not be you know controlled like his need to 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 walk on his own path in life and not depend Mm -hmm. on anyone else and make his own choices and his own decisions just by the whole situation yeah yeah well on the other hand he could be (laughs) providing her with wonderful feeling of belonging and of being connected to humanity in ways that she never has before mm-hmm. and his like I, I see him as kind of an easygoing sort of like easy with other people sort of person that could really help her open up and start enjoying life and connecting to other people in you know meaningful ways um i can so. see it and an extrovert who uh, the the uh the virgin extrovert thing is pretty interesting to me in that it's like, oh, you know, I have this good, solid, take it for granted web of social contacts and that mm-hmm. works for me. So I don't feel the need to dive into some codependent thing because, you know, my needs are met. He's really self-assured. Like he knows who he is. He knows what he wants out of life. He's happy with himself. He believes in himself. Whoa, you know, whoa, like, whoa. You're, I may not be able to play this character if you keep putting <laughs> this stuff on. <laughs> he's just got this like really great personality. Maybe he's like also does like meditation and yoga and stuff. And oh, just probably, like, probably mind care how training. other people define him. Yeah, he's All super, right. you know, and she's just like a little bit always pushing towards the next thing, even though she's got a gazillion dollars. Doesn't, she's always striving. All right. It you know, one way or another that could be bad because like is what like at calm and at peace with himself thing could, you know, pull her back a little bit from the cutthroat that she needs to be. Right. He could be the, the, the calm ballast that she needs. 
All right. And one way so or do you another. want to? Okay, so next date. These do not have to be like their first three dates. Uh, so we could go to skip to date number two, or we could, you know, assume that they go on some more dates after that. And it's, you know, that we're only going to focus in on the important ones, but I can see number two being, uh, being something you know, given the way that they ended it with the, this little bit of uncertainty. Uh, I can see Saul approaching it and like, Hey, that I I had fun, but I didn't think beforehand about how my crowd of hip hop loving parkour enthusiasts might be a lot to take when you're just flung into the deep end. Do you want to do something that's just the two of us? And maybe in the in between time, she's been like thinking about him and thinking about his friends and thinking about how she feels about it. I'm trying to figure out like how she can entice this Adonis. Um, a little bit and so she's sat down and she has created a video game for him to play that is like a parkour based uh, okay. video game and it's inside her big C6 so she's got like a big C6 virtual gaming rig and it's you know kind of like an Xbox act on you know cocaine so there are all these things <laughs> that can like read his body mm -hmm. so she's designed this like maybe he let slip that he's always wanted to like climb Mount Everest or something, you know, and never so has had Virtua a Everest. Yep. And she's like gotten the actual paths that people take that they actually survive on. Oh, she's man. set this whole thing up and done like hours and hours of programming herself. Honestly, parkour is, from what I understand, parkour is, has a lot of meaningful differences from mountaineering mm -hmm. in that one is so urban and the other is so, uh, you know, the exact opposite of that. Maybe it's uh, like some ridiculous uh, building, like the tallest building in uh, the world or the something. That wanted to... Yeah. So she's just created this virtual version of it using all this like super advanced technology. So it's like the exact scans of the building and whatever else that every little crevice is there. Oh man, that would take like single... six months, but okay. Not with a team of engineers. <laughs> Right? She's right, like, no, well, I'm pulling you guys off of all of these projects. I want you in on this <laughs> one right now. We got the license to do a game based on Star Wars. Fuck that. Fuck it. <laughs> Actually, Baby Yoda's in there. <laughs> right, we did drop an F-bomb, but that was, you know, Star Sorry. Wars was there. It's okay. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was bound to happen. All right. Uh, so, okay, should we roll for the response to him seeing this magnum opus she's created ex nihilo? She's like, welcome to my lab. I wanted to bring you here to, for this right. special occasion because it is your birthday. Okay. And so uh, for your birthday, I've designed this game that I'm going to see if you like playing. All right. So this, I rolled a three. What'd you get? Okay. I'm going to roll my dice here. Oh, I also rolled a three. Okay. Oh. Secret. I've never told anyone. The Skullduggery. Oh, All right. And then his is the, his place in society. Yeah. Um, so I feel like what that's suggesting is he's like, maybe, whoa, 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 whoa. This is kind of my thing. And you kind of just glommed onto it. And now you're turning it into this giant multi-million dollar video game property. 
oh, so he gets like maybe a little offended. And then she explains, no, I'm not actually developing it as a game. I just created it for you for your birthday. And it has all of these other problems in it, which is why it would not make a good game because of this and this and this. Like she engineer brains it, <laughs> which might take away some of the fun of his birthday present. But she's like, no, I just made this for you, actually. Okay. Um, so that just confuses him even more where it's it's... You know, he's like, I'm from this struggling gymnastics school that, you know, we we have to uh, put the light bill on credit card because we on the credit card and, and pay the minimum amount if we don't get enough new students every month. But sure, uh, you know, hire 60 coders to make this uh, this thing. Yeah. And he probably wouldn't say that. But it would probably come across in his alienated posture, right? His body language yeah. is like, this is this is too much. This is crazy. And she might be like, Oh, but I mean, if you do like it and you do think it's it's good, I mean, maybe it could be something that your students could try as well and it would help them with their skills and talents. I don't know. Well, he you know, he gives it a try and he's you know, probably has some very insightful feedback on, you know, yeah, you know, you, you can't actually do that in real reality, but the, you can do this other thing. And, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, I do. I do love the fact that you have a slider for how sticky your shoes are, because that the shoes matter a lot. Okay. And she will like totally take all of these notes just in case she does want to develop this into some kind of a, you know, video game empire lately, because that is definitely on her mind. And, uh, and yet at the same time though, she's like reminded that uh, some of the code that's, that's uh, she's used in this particular game or something is, is based off of that same backbone of that other thing that she took from somebody. And she's like, you know, right. now he thinks I'm taking from him. And so she's like, Oh, is this, you know, like, feels a little bit defensive she also feels disappointed because he didn't like it as much as she thought he would and she's just kind of and that's triggering her like low self-worth because she's like oh man yeah they probably spend the yeah. afternoon with that at the office and afterwards he's like hey let's take a walk i think i saw a, a cool bar down the street you drink no <laughs> he doesn't drink it's like oh um, I can have some tea. Okay. Well, I don't drink a lot because, man, that's a lot of empty carbs. But <laughs> doesn't now think she likes to have control over herself at all times. Yeah, he's like, I'll get a martini because uh, it reminds me of my dad. And he talks about, yeah, you know, when, when I was twenty-one, my, when I turned twenty-one, my dad made me martinis, and we we. Uh, just uh, before I went out with my friends, had my first drink with him and uh, grilled some steaks. And uh, it was it was a weirdly nice moment. Uh, Dad was not super forthcoming emotionally, but this he just it was the one time he nailed it, you know. I'm sure uh, listen like really carefully and respectfully to his story about his dad. She's, of course, had martinis before because rich family. Yeah. You know. But like, yeah, she'll she'll be like, like, huh. But going to a bar, not a thing she's done much in her life. She's like, it's possible to make those in in less than a pitcher. Uh. <laughs> yeah, she'll be like, and when they get to the bar, she'll be like, it smells 
really funny in here. Um, He's like, that's people. That guy's looking at me weird, but it's okay. <laughs> and she'll try and pretend like she's cool. And like the bar it's is like, like a place that she's comfortable in, but she's totally not. It's like, he's probably, he probably thinks you're cute. What? Yeah. Oh, and then she'll be like, she'll like up a little bit straighter, kind of like a mercat. You know how mercats uh -huh. sort of sit up and look around and look like survey their domain. And she'll be like, <laughs> she'll I mean, did she? Bit. Did she primp herself for, you know, his his visit where she's like, okay, I got to look good because he's coming in to see this thing I made. Well, so what she did is because she's an engineer, she very carefully took notes on like the kind of clothing style his friends were wearing, the hairstyles his friends had, you know, like what what his favorite colors are you know like she's thought through this just from her observation right because she's also a gamer and she wants uh -huh. to game the system must she would, optimize tasks yeah so she would have dressed in like what she thought his favorite color was in kind of a style of clothing that is sort of the like parkour people sort of you know calm uh -huh. style or of whatever she happened to have in her closet already so like but a toned to down athleisure hip-hop yeah kind of like, All right. you know, a little necklace so that's like made out of hemp or something, you know, like whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't want to expose too many of my uh, own personal uh, stereotypes of different people, but like, you know, she would have dressed in something that was okay. casual and active. Um, but probably so, yeah. still had a little bit of nerd something going on with it, like an X-Wing on her yeah. shirt well, or so something. You know, would have paid her a compliment on her appearance and, you know, said, uh, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just saying, you know, they have that talk. And at some point, he just sort of gently works it in there that you don't have to try that hard. It's not, you know, that, that he doesn't want to be a project. Okay, and she'll she'll nod with that, and she'll say that she was just trying to do something nice for him because really, really had fun at the parkour party, and she really liked his friends and just sort of felt happy there, and she wanted to make something that would help him feel happy too. It's like, oh, well, you know, it's not your job to make me to make me happy. Just uh, you know, just be. She's like. What do I be? <laughs> like, That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm going to make a spreadsheet for this. Uh, being. Okay. okay step one. What? I've got a, I've got a bullet pointed plan on how to just be. Step one, know. be in the moment. How do I do that? Step two, the moment is defined as. Yeah, exactly. She's like trying to F this out here. Like, okay. Um, okay. Uh, to grapple right. with that for a while. So, all right, do they go from there to, like, seeing each other? I think so. I think she... I mean, they've got at least, they've got at least one date and the, the boathouse left, so... Yeah, I think they, yeah, I think they go on another date. Um, I think they go on a couple of dates that we don't see. Mm -hmm. where like she tries out some things that she's never tried before, and he tries out some things that he's never tried before not something either one of them is good at so they don't go to any gymnastics or parkour things and they don't go uh -huh. to like any video game whatever's they like go to a rodeo 
he comments on the gymnastic ability of the uh you know cowboys as they try and keep from getting off or impaled or whatever and uh, she talks about like how the animal industry uh is terrible (laughs) or something you know and then they're like like, okay maybe not rodeo they do what to make the bulls do that that's disgusting (laughs) and then they like go to something else let's see what can they so maybe they'll go to a concert of like each of their favorite bands okay so yeah he's I, I'm picturing him listening to, he's like, I got tickets to, drum roll please, the Red Hot Chili Peppers! Oh, she would like those too, I think. Okay, okay, so they bond over that. Yeah, totally. And they, they're like, what? I had that album. And you know what? Like, I bet music was one of those things that her parents didn't have any control over. She had her own headphones and could listen mm-hmm. to it. And just, you know, and they wouldn't have listened to Red Hot Chili Peppers. Heck no. So it was her own way of having her own individuality and stuff in her household. Like, I bet you she totally would be into that. Okay. All right. So they get into a pretty cool groove. And, you know, and they're both, you know, very happy to take it slow. So maybe the third date is what? Three months in? Four months in? Yeah. They're definitely both moving at, like, glacial speed here because... He's still, you know, it's been four or five years, but she's still recovering oh, from what's his name and uh, that. Cheers. But she's definitely building some trust with this Saul guy right. and like all of her friends, you know, the the few friends that she has that are really true friends that care about her. Been like behind the scenes researching this guy and are like finding nothing terrible about him at all. You know, and maybe she's got like um, relatives who are looking into him because they really want to know he is going to be a repeat of the last one and nobody's been able to find any dirt and everyone's getting a little frustrated because they would like to find some dirt on him he's suspiciously non-dirty yeah he's just so clean and nobody's uh, nobody's that pure nobody's exactly his ex-girlfriend says he was nice what the hell is that (laughs) nice but a little bit of a cold fish What? what All right. Uh, okay, so give me a roll. All right, here I'm rolling away. I'm a two. All right, so that... Oh, see, if you get a repeat, it goes to the next highest one, which is a three, so that's a repeat, so you go up to four. Oh. So yeah, what was it that we decided for this one? What? Yeah, she's looking for the one, right? It's like she wants, like, the one person to... Just can't take it casual. Yeah. Wants to have like a serious. All right, and I rolled a five, which turns into a six. (gasps) The enemy. Yes, it's Brenda. Brenda. Brenda Brenda Milborough. And you know, by association, Philip. By association, Philip. Yeah. So I mean, that might be one of the things that so one way that this might play out is that if her family is actually going to the extent of hiring private detectives one of them might talk to brenda who Mm. is like what why do you why are you asking me about him is he in trouble Ooh, and maybe she says some kind of lie oh about him maybe she oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I was also picturing Saul coming with her. So, 
So, uh, Miri, I don't know if you know anything about this, but two guys in like suits and slouch hats kind of cornered me and threatened me that if I was playing games with you that they were going to knock all my teeth out. Do you know anything about this? No, I like, don't, but I okay, will yeah. know. And then, and then he'll like, by that this sounds, time, That sounds he, like Jarvis and Fred. They work for my father. Yeah, they work for my father, and I will see to this problem. You know, like, he, he, will, he will know her dangerous voice, and uh -huh. that is her dangerous voice, because she will know by now that he is an independent dude. He likes to have his own everything, and he, mm -hmm. he's kind of a private dude, even though he's an extrovert. She'll be like, all right, this is this situation will not continue. And she will go like head to head with her dad. And, extrovert uh, to a point. Yeah, to a point. He's an extrovert, but he's a private dude. You know, like maybe he's an introvert, but he has sort of an extrovert ability to have friends and be easygoing and stuff. But really, he keeps all of his major stuff into himself in his self-assurance of his own. Like, I know who I right. am. Okay. Yeah. Like, and well, she'll just be like, oh, I will take care of that problem. Mm. immediately and then she is gonna like lay down the freaking law nobody messes with my guy if he is the guy that i want to have and it's been several months <laughs> and then nobody's gonna why you know, are you messing with this dad do you not want me to be happy do you think his genes wouldn't be a good contribution to graft onto our line <laughs> she'd be like yeah she's not having a conversation about genes with her dad Oh, that's not happening. Uh-uh. Big Dad. Have you seen his pectorals? They cast their own shadows. <laughs> She's also not having that conversation with her dad. She's like, hey, Dad, remember that giant tattoo of a phoenix that I wanted to have across my face? <laughs> and then said I wouldn't? Right, well, think about your actions, sir. Or the D20 that I have on my butt is going to be on my cheek. A different kind. I don't know. She'll just be like, she'll lay down the law with her, her father in some way and okay, be like, oh, no, so, you did not. Well, and you he will not. passes on the uh, whatever lie Brenda told that, you know, told his private investigator, which has to be something really, it's got to be something pretty horrendous. And probably it's not an actual, you know, on this date, he did X, Y, and Z, but more of the whisper campaign about, don't you think it's a little funny that he's never had a long-standing relationship with a woman or a man or any adult? Uh, don't you think it's a little weird that he keeps, you know, women date him and at first they're really, really into him. And the longer it lasts, the more tepid they become until it finally just kind of goes dead, dies from lack of interest. And, you know, they're she's like i i haven't you know gossiped with these women about what it is he wants in the bedroom but uh you know girls talk and none of them were really talking about how happy and satisfied they were there was a conspicuous lack of girl talk if you get my drift a mm. suspicious and so She's like, he, he tells her, you know, he just does not seem like the kind of person who wants to settle down, even if we put aside the question of whether he wants to settle down with you or is the kind of person that 
deserves to be settled down with. Maybe she's thinking about like, you know, maybe he's ace. And if he is ace, he still wants to have a life partner, which, you know, it's a thing. Would she be okay with never having a sexual relationship with her life partner? You know, and so she'll need to think about that and work through that and decide Okay, so is she and is you know, is having a, a life partner that is ace something that she is into and well, you know, and that will be okay with her. She has to really think about that. Okay. Uh I'm just, you know, picturing have you ever heard the phrase father what a waste? Yeah. Okay. For a conspicuously handsome Catholic priest. And, you know, <laughs> probably around the gym. You know, you might have at some point, you know, while hanging out or picking him up uh, for something, overheard one of the uh, divorced moms saying, oh, yeah, well, you know, I flirted with Coach What a Waste over there, but he's, <laughs> yeah. he was not picking down what I was putting up. He's, he, you know, he's yeah. a Boy Scout. And that yeah. could be in the sense of the good sense of Boy Scout, or he could be in the creepy sense of Boy Scout. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and she's she's gonna think about that and how she feels about it. But I think that like because of who she is and uh sort of the neurodiversity that you see in, in sort of her people and her tribe mm-hmm. of uh of video game people and other people that are, you know, across different spectrums of uh neural diversity. Mm-hmm. I think she might be like Maybe, you know, maybe I'm just going to wait and see and find out if that if that is fact true. Because she doesn't trust people, right? Or what they say. Right. And the algorithm did say this could be a good match. And so she's like, maybe maybe I can't trust people, but maybe I can trust the computer in this case and give it more time. You know, All right. Maybe so things will work out. So is what is date three? What is the setting for date three? Just they go out to a restaurant and chill? I think they Netflix and chill oh. at his place and they don't uh, make out. And she's uh, like, hmm. Mm. <laughs> she's like, I don't, hmm. it has been several months. We have like just once chastely. Um, <laughs> they go over to Netflix and chill and she's thinking, Ooh, maybe tonight will be the night that we, well, the you know, he, he might make his move, especially if, you know, he's picking up any signals from her. Although she does not seem like a signaler. No, but she would definitely wear something like totally crazy, like a V-neck. Woo! Watch out. <laughs> Maybe, uh-oh, yoga pants. <laughs> oh, yeah. And again, he'd, you know, be making the compliments. And he'd put his gigantic arm around her. And, you know, so yeah. He, he might think, okay, is this the night? I think tonight's the night. And is this the, you know, is this the person? Ooh, and you know he would okay what he'd probably be trying to do is he would probably ambiguously bring it up to see where she's at and you know i can see the two of them getting into this painful dance of well you know what do you want to do? Well, I don't know. What do you want to do? Well, do you want to do something? I don't not not want to do something. Isn't that a double negative? Is it? Let's watch the Princess Bride and see what happens. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's never seen it before. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Okay, they definitely so, will watch the Princess Bride. You know, yeah. And see if, like, 
during the romantic scenes. Now, maybe that end scene where uh, they're sharing their kiss, Wesley and Buttercup are sharing their Oh, yeah. Maybe, like, she will kiss him. Oh, yeah. Well, he'd probably be into it and go on with it. And, yeah, the question is, how far does it go? Does she wind up spending the night at his place, uh, you know, thrilled and delighted? Or Um, does it end up really badly? And, you know, he's like, I'm real sorry if I can't give you what I want. It's my first time. Uh, I know you were married before and have a lot of, uh, you know, expectations and, you know, experience. I assume, you know, being married, you were regularly having your needs met. This is probably the least confident you've ever seen him. Yeah. Yeah, she, I think she would be, would be like, it's okay. Um, to take your time and be sure about what it is you want from life because I don't want to have a relationship with somebody who is just, you know, doing what they think society should have them do or is doing anything except for being authentically true to themselves because I've been in in unauthentic relationships and I've been with unauthentic people. Oh, you told me about years. You told me about Piers, yeah. She's like, the only time in her life when she's truly like felt happy uh, is when she relaxes and is around people who are being their authentic and true selves. And that's something incredibly rare in her life is being around people who are being their true authentic selves. Okay. If whatever is happening between them physically doesn't feel right and true and authentic to him, you know, she's, right. she can wait till it is, until it does feel right, right. for him. So okay, he, you know if he is like, yeah, I'm, I'm, that's, yeah, let's know. do it. Let's do it. <laughs> She'll be like, all right, well, I will you. And then, like you know, kind of a nerdy engineering way, she'll be like, hey, you know, if you try that, yep, that is the thing, right? Oh wait, hey, try this other thing, and then you were just gonna really enjoy this part. See, I told you, isn't that awesome? Okay, now wait, now we should try this thing because this is that. So she's like, oh, oh, and because you're a gymnast, you could do this other thing. Oh my gosh, try that. Oh yeah, that is perfect. It might be right. the most like animated times that he's ever seen her be the most confident because right. she knows <laughs> what's happening here and she knows. She's like, oh how my to god, a physical thing that I know more about than him. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, she'll be like, oh my god, this is great. Okay, now hop on one leg and then. <laughs> all right so they escalated into a you know physical sleeping together relationship uh probably that probably does not go perfectly smoothly because you know outside of romance movies wherever does it uh but you know no. they're both happy <laughs> i'm gonna she's, uh, you know, she's analyzing I'm, the situation and like you know reporting to him about it whereas if he's a guy who like really believes in and trusts himself uh-huh. and he's trying to figure out his emotions around it and it's a pretty oh, yeah. you know, significant event for him and everything to have her doing her like engineer analysis thing of it might be a little bit like hey i'm trying to have a moment here sweetie <laughs> can you stop <laughs> can, can you dial back can you dial it back uh, can, i don't All need right. a spreadsheet for each time that we've done it and what score you're giving that time okay like All i don't right. uh i don't want can we just like well, if see, we're in I, the think mood? This is what, I think this is what happens at the boathouse is if it turns out to be good 
because we're going to roll and see if it turns out to be good or bad. And mm -hmm. if it's good, then yes, they were right to escalate the relationship to uh, doing it. Huh. And if it's wrong, then it spirals down into resentment and recrimination. Yeah, or even just where like, I could see if they don't end up together, it's because, you know, he's sort of not intellectual enough. Like maybe he's really grounded and maybe Ouch. he's really, you know, whatever, but he's just not like intellectual enough to stimulate her mind enough to be an interesting enough partner for her. She wow. figures that out. Right. And there's nothing right. wrong with their physical relationship. Like maybe he's great in bed and she loves his, his um, explorations and his like trying to figure this out and learn it and stuff. But then it becomes kind of like boring. Cause she's like, cause he like, you know, cause he is so sort of new at things. And then after that learning burst is over, she's like, well, this is kind of boring. And conversations with him are maybe like kind of boring. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's going to be like, he is never going to know anything about this that I did not teach him. Well, shit. Yeah, I, well, will no, I, mean, I will never be surprised. I can make a video game for him where he could learn more. I mean, you know, <laughs> about this. <That's> a, <laughs> no disrespect, but that's a terrible idea. <laughs> he would be, well, he would, it seems like he's the kind of guy who likes to push his body to extremes and learn oh, yeah. like stuff. And so I think that they could, so if this works out, I could see it being like, he is the grounding force of self-assuredness that she sort of needs as a guiding light for being coming like her true full self of being mm -hmm. self-assured and being calm and comfortable in her own body and with her own life, having like a physical outlet for everything that she's right. been super intelligent and nerdy about and for, for him you know her her influence on his life could be pulling him into this intellectual realm where he hasn't really thought about um gaming the system of being a businessman in his uh, uh gymnastics career and making like it really engaging and interesting for children and pulling more children into it right with the games and stuff like that that is similar to what you would or need to do in gymnastics like remaking it go into some other direction where he's like, wow, I don't have to be a businessman. I can just, you know, I can do the parts I care about without having to do the businessy stuff that I was never better than so-so at. Oh yeah. Like she could but totally let's... hire a manager for his business and he could just do what he loves, you know, just the loving of it. Let's roll and see if it's good or bad. But first... Are you rooting for him or are you kind of hoping that it turns into a gigantic, dramatic souffle flop? I'm hoping for these two kids. I think that yeah. they could really support each other. I mean, yeah, it's kind of an opposites attract sort of situation. They seem, they seem good natured. So yeah, I'm rooting for them too, but let's see. I got a two. What'd you get? I got a three. What's that mean? It's an odd result. Oh no. It's a bad relationship. No. Oh, no. Okay, so maybe. Oh boy. Yeah. What happens is they just decide that they're well, not going to intellectually stimulate each other enough in the right ways, but they could still be friends, right? Could we could we end with them they're still friends? Um, so well, you know, the last scene is 
where it becomes clear, not just that, you know, they're not right for each other, but that he is actively bad for her, that being mm. around him brings out the worst in her nature. And they might still stick together. Here's, here's, how, here's how that works. So if you look at the questions one, the, mm -hmm. you know, the one questions tend to be, okay, what's tend to highlight something good about you? And the six questions tend to highlight something really bad about you. Mm -hmm. So we've been keeping a running total of which uh, questions we've answered which means the person with the higher total, which turns out to be me, because I always roll high playing this game, mm. has been the one whose character has had to show the worst stuff. Mm. And that's the person who decides if they stick together or not. And I can mm. see how they would stick together even if it's bad. Ooh. Yeah. You know, if you... The, this, she this. might end up getting used again because he mm. wants to have somebody take care of the business aspects of his thing so he can just do whatever he wants as far as you know, doing it, following his own thing. And so he's kind of using her for her money. Oh, and She kind of like lets that happen because he's so pretty. Uh -huh. and, uh, right. But he fails to engage her intellectually enough. Um, and so she's really kind of unsatisfied because he's not, you know the smartest, <laughs> the sharpest pencil you, in the cup. Did you yeah. ever watch the movie LA story? Uh, uh the Steve Martin film. Uh, it's pretty great. And there's one line in it where Steve Martin's character is talking about how he's dissatisfied with his relationship. And he says, I'm just looking for something more than a person I can have sex with and watch television with. And the mm -hmm. friend he confides this to turns to him eyes wide and says, you found someone you can have sex and watch television <laughs> with? Yeah. No. So this... And then she has to question because she knows she's unsatisfied and not happy. She has to answer, ask a question like, how did the software she designed to pick the perfect guy go wrong? And now she has to fix that before she can launch it. Oh. Um. All right, so what is it that, what what is the bad side of her that Saul evokes is Probably still this. her, like, not being sure of herself, and that she doesn't believe in herself. Uh, she doesn't feel like she's got a sense of belonging. She's got a low self-worth. And I think that, like, being with Captain Perfect Pants, um, <laughs> no, she'll never be... Uh, his beauty equal she'll never be his physical equal and you know she gets a little sarcastic sometimes uh -huh. she gets a little she gets a little mean sometimes because that she's compensating for that feeling like she's not good enough uh -huh. you know and i think that can be that that can be uh, something that's a problem in their relationship and all right well what is what is the defining moment where she just gets fed up and gives maybe gives him some kind of ultimatum or I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of how we put an exclamation point at the end of this. Um, are they going to stay together or are they going to go their separate ways? I still don't know. Um, Cause it I think they, be... Oh, what are yeah. you, what are you thinking? We're thinking, okay, this is a bad relationship. That's what we figured uh, out is it's a bad yes. relationship. That is what the dice have 
decreed. Dice have decreed. And you know what? Like, relationships change over time. These two kids got together, right? And in the early times, it was he's teaching her how to be self-assured, right? He's teaching him how to, you know, be more, have more, more business acumen, right? More but he's just focused, not getting it. Maybe a little more sophisticated. Yeah, a little more sophisticated, a little more of a businessman so that he can run his business. He doesn't want to. Like, he's pushing against that more and more of like, well, I don't, I just, I don't want to do this. And I would rather live on the street than, you know, what uh, I don't want to do. And so he's more and coming more and more like, oh, this is, this is who I am. And she's like, but you can't just be that, you know, like you've got to be, you've got to continue to strive. And, and he's like, well, I am continuing to strive. I'm just striving in the way that I want to strive. And she's like, yeah, but that doesn't make sense. That's not, you can't uh, have a life with those things. You're going to never get anywhere. And he's like, well, then I'm never going to get anywhere because, you know, that's, you know, jerk. <laughs> like maybe they have this huge fight. Or she okay. wants him to be and do more than he is. And uh, he is like, no, that's not the way that my life is going. All right. And, and then they just are like falling out of their of their relationship with each other. Uh, yeah. So the scene at the boathouse is when they have this big blow up about him becoming, you know, more like her. And he's like, I don't want to be more like you. I've got you for that. And she's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, you can't just lay around. Life is about continuing to strive. And even though she's repeating this sort of from her family background, uh-huh. she's always been a like a problem solver and an engineer and a person who strives. And like she always wants to win the game. She wants to figure out How the strategy. She wants to problem like Saul. Yeah, and he's just too happy with himself. Like, what the hell, dude? <laughs> but yeah, maybe in the the opposites attracted but they couldn't all right so they have the big blow-up fight over he doesn't want to fall into the same kind of ambition she has do you think after they have the big fight do you think one of them cheats on the other and that's like the final straw or no no, I think it's like his friends tell him like he's a complete idiot. Like, what the hell is wrong with you that you would give up this millionaire? Uh, you know, <laughs> because you're and he's like, I would rather live in my car than do that. You know, he is not gonna. I not will gonna... not be beholden to anybody. I am my yes. own person. She can't buy me. And I think okay. that yeah, that's that's gonna be a thing. She's gonna be like really devastated and sad. She will blame herself a little bit because she'll be like, I was too hard and I wanted him to be things that he wasn't going to be. And she was just going to be like, uh, you know, I can't go back. Right. And he'll, and he'll be really sad too, because he's like, you know, like she, he feels like he'd helped her in her life so much, mm-hmm. uh, but he's also doesn't want. I know, taught her thing. how to meditate. Damn it. Damn it. I taught her how to meditate. Yeah. <laughs> Like he might just be like, yeah, we we just were not gonna, we were just never gonna be what each other wanted us to be. Maybe they like become kind of friends or something after that, but they don't really hang out because they don't really have enough in common. Uh, I'm gonna suggest that you know she's sort of brooding over this, and that is when uh, you know Philip Milborough just stops by. He's like, I just, I heard you broke up with uh, Saul, and you know what? 
the gang's kind of consoling him and telling him what a fool he was to let you go. But I just wanted to check in on you. And oh, make gross. Sure. <laughs> oh. Well, me and yeah, if she slept with Saul. If she slept with what's his name, Saul would really be like, what the hell? I don't know. Well, that might like. That would be the worst. It would be pretty no. bad. <laughs> Probably not. not. She's not really. She doesn't really have that in her personality, though, that she would sleep with him. But if this was a movie, though, like it would be a thing where he thought that she slept with the Uh, other guy. See, I'm thinking she's just completely oblivious to any subtext and is totally like, "Oh, that was nice of you to check in, but yeah, no, we're done. (laughs) You can stick a fork in that relationship, and don't worry about me. I've got this new project. I'm uh, flying away to Germany in two weeks to." get us to to check out a, another studio there i might acquire yeah. and he's sort of nonplussed that oh wow she didn't spurn my charms so much as not even perceive them that's a little deflating <laughs> i could see her being completely oblivious yeah being like hey how you doing she'd be like all right I'm fine i just invented a new video game and it was awesome so they <laughs> they're a bad they're bad for each other they, they don't uh, burn each other down. Right? They're yeah, bad for each other, but, they, but they're not like jerks. They're bad for each other, but they understand that enough to break up and yeah. stop holding each other back. And, you know, yeah. maybe in a few years can think back on it with a little more happiness. Okay. They could be uh, like bittersweet. the whole chapter in my life. It was there. It was a thing. It's over. I still enjoy watching parkour on TV. But I'm good. Yeah. All right. So uh, started off sort of as a rom-com movie, ended as sort of a literary novel about people trying to come to grips with things. A literary novel about self-actualization. Oh, boy. And so she found a little bit of herself in like, relax and have fun and like, let things go a little bit, but then realized that wasn't truly her own personality. He found a little bit about like becoming more organized and, and engineer-like, but then realizing that is not what he wanted in his life anyway. Oh so, yeah, we've got definitely yeah. have a literary novel going on here. Yeah, uh, all it needs is a couple more drafts. <laughs> which, which yeah. you know, the beauty of gaming is that you don't have to do them. Thanks, Karen. This was a Thank treat. You. Music you're hearing is Ravel's Sonatine 2, Mouvement de Minuet. It's courtesy of the Muse Open website. The art for this episode of Million Dollar Soulmate comes to us via Unsplash, courtesy of William Daniel. The game is available on itch.io and Drive Through RPG. All rights are reserved.